The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Damn good coffee and hot. Am I misspelling things? Good morning, folks. <laughs> oh, the old man's coughing. Good morning. It's Thursday, June 16th, 2022. And a pretty shitty day here in New York. Um, but that's okay. Get the rain out of the way today. So we can have a blast weekend. I got uh, four gigs this weekend. So looking forward to having some fun this weekend. And I need good weather for that because all the gigs that I have are outdoors this time of year. I shouldn't say that. Actually, Saturday night, I don't, I'm not sure we're going to be kind of hybrid indoor-outdoor. Uh, but um, for the most part, outdoors. And very reliant on the weather. Just trying to uh, plug in Gov's Comedy Club to get a uh, to get an update on what's happening there. Generally, the schedule stays the same, but sometimes during the week they add new shows, and I just want to see if that's uh, the case. No, this is Gov's podcast. I don't want that. I want to go Gov's Comedy Club. Damn it! I can't type in the morning. The allergies are just driving me nuts. Everything's going wrong. Sorry. Um. There we are. Just saying, uh, it doesn't look like anything new was added from earlier this week. Uh, not at Levittown, anyway. Let me check uh, Bohemia. Anything there? Uh, June 18th, Mark DeMeo. That looks like something that, was, that wasn't that was on the schedule earlier. That's um, Saturday night, right? June 18th. Mark DeMeo is at the... Uh, Bohemia location. That's McGuire's, which is part of Governor's. And one more, Belmore. Um, no, nothing new there. Pretty much the same schedule as we went over earlier in the week. Okay, we're well, cool with Governor's. Um, today, Budsy. That's right, Budsy. Comedian out of Las Vegas, and he runs something called the Las Vegas Cannabis Weed Experience. Um, Las Vegas Cannabis Industry Leaders. L-V-C-I-L dot com. Buddy is a comedian and obviously uh, involved in the cannabis business. I guess we'll talk about weed a lot when he gets here at 10 a.m. today. Uh, <clears throat> morning, Dean. You're the only one in the chat room so far. So, so far, so good. <laughs> anyway. Um, almost made it through the week. <laughs> Thursday. I don't know. I'm a weekend warrior, even though I don't have a, a day job. It's kind of weird. And um, generally, uh, weekends are more, I work harder on the weekends than I do during the week. Absolutely. I mean, gigging and the whole thing. Um, I work hard all the time. I work hard all the time. 
My whole life is built around my work. I identify my myself by the work I do, and I know some people don't consider what I do work. So, um, but there's no reason for me to be living for the weekend. It doesn't matter what day it is. And generally, when the, when the whole lockdown started and all that stuff, I didn't even know what day it was for a good amount of time. I didn't care. It's like a Basically, like an Alzheimer's patient, I, it doesn't matter to me what day it is. Who cares? Everything is one day is leads into another. Um, see what's going on in the world today. I don't not anything really interesting to me that I see trending in uh, the the news today. I mean, obviously, the January sixth uh, hearings are going to be in effect again today at one p.m. But I will be watching uh, of Dykes and Men. Interesting to see if Jamie actually follows through and returns today. Um, of Dykes and Men on the Mind Dog TV network, Carl Mann and Jamie Dykes. Um, it's a comedy podcast, folks. But Jamie seems to be, um, I don't know if I want to say, waning in interest, just um, not necessarily showing up a lot lately. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he shows up. Now, um, as you know, uh, I am, uh, when it comes to pop culture, I am a bit of a dope, a bit of a dope, an extreme dope. And so I see all these people talking, you know, all freaking out about Buzz Lightyear. Now, first of all, I wouldn't support a Disney movie at gunpoint. Um but I don't, I don't understand what the fuss is about. I guess Tim Allen got replaced by some younger dude, which would make sense. Tim Allen is older than me. He's fucking, it's got to be eighty, <laughs> uh, maybe seventy-five or something in his seventies. That'd be interesting to find out how old is Tim Allen really. Um, he's older than me. Definitely older than seventy, I think. Definitely, I say. Definitely, I think. I don't know. I'll look it up right now. How old is Tim Allen? Uh, anyway, I don't get what the fu- uh, what the fuss is. Why you know? Is there all this loyalty? Oh, that's Tom Allen. I don't want Tom Allen. I want Tim Allen. Damn, I can't type. Hate myself. <laughs> oh, fifty three. So no, he's only sixty nine years old. Uh, only sixty nine years old. Well, that's too old to be Buzz Lightyear. Uh, you gotta, you gotta have a young spirit to be, but like, anyway, who gives a fuck about that movie? This is my point. Who gives a fuck about Buzz Lightyear? Do you really care? Is this worth fighting over? Uh, is this worth getting angry over? Buzz Lightyear and who plays him? Maybe I'm missing something. I'm definitely missing something because I am so culturally unhip and don't know. Uh, what's going on, but also don't understand the outrage sometimes about stuff like that. I mean, a freaking kids movie. It is a kids movie, right? And then getting so upset about who plays an animated character. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, As I mentioned, Budsy will be here at 10 a.m. and we'll probably be talking a lot about weed I don't know what else I can say about weed, but I've been thinking, you know, it's been a while since I got 
uh, Tommy Chong on. This is way too early to get Tommy on, though. He's not a he's not a morning dude. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get him on the the day t- or the morning show, but possibly on the night show. I'll, I'll have him back. But I'm thinking about reaching out uh, to his son who who books him on here and seeing uh, what the possibility of getting him together with Cheech on the show, Cheech and Chong together on the show, which is something we haven't had before. So looking into that. Hopefully that make that happen. Um, so that's uh, that's all I got to say on that. Chat rooms open, phone lines open. If anybody wants to call in, do I have the number up? I don't. I'm I'm really slacking today. Feel like I never get enough sleep. I've said that before, but on days when it's cloudy and the sun's not around, I feel it a little extra, a little extra. Not you know, low energy. Plus, the allergies are fucking with me today. Uh, on Governors Today, I'm not sure. At the show that follows this is the Knock'em Dead uh, comedy show, Tony Walker and Sally. Uh, but in their advertisement for today, they have a picture of Elton John. Now, I am i don't think Elton John's going to be on the show. It's hard to tell. What, it's, I don't think it's false advertising necessarily. It's just hard to tell what's going on when you see a picture like that and no explanation is Elton John going to be on Gov's comedy no tell me tell me no well tell me yes that would be cool but I don't know I guess the only way to, to find out is to uh wait till this show's over and find out on Gov's comedy uh podcast network whatever it is Gov comedy pod Gov pop 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 the radio my podcast bang bang boom boom um, what else is going on? Not nothing else is going on in the world, folks. So we'll just end it right here. Have a good day, bye. No, I'm not going to do that. Henry Winkler is is trending. I guess he's getting into a Twitter fight with Herschel Walker. Now that's a uh, one sided battle. That's Mike Tyson fighting a, a three year old girl. And Mike Tyson is prime fighting a three year old uh, little girl. That's what that is. Henry Winkler being the Mike Tyson in his prime, of course. Herschel Walker is a brain-dead, delusional, brain-damaged, delusional uh, con man. Uh, Trying to be a con man, but he's not smart enough to be a con man. And the scary part about it is he's going to get elected. This is how stupid the people of Georgia are. They can't see through fucking Herschel Walker for crying out loud. I mean, God, you I, I, listen. We can rag on politicians all day long. Herschel Walker is truly, truly brain damaged. He can't tell if it's day or night. He can't. He can't keep a thought in his head. He lies about a lot of shit. The other day he was lying about uh, being a police officer and then he uh, said he was an FBI agent in the same little speech. None of that is true. Uh, He goes on talking about how fathers need to be part of their children's life. Even if they leave the mother, you don't leave the child. We find out he's got illegitimate children. He doesn't know. And again, he can't keep a thought in his head. He's like the stupidest... (laughs) 
stupidest politics. He makes Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Lauren Boebert seem like fucking Einstein in comparison. And he's going to get elected. Henry Linker, I guess, got into some shit with him on on Twitter and kind of not buried him. I didn't really start a, a, you know, I'm sure he could bury him if he wanted to. He didn't start to go nuclear on the guy, just trying to point out, you know, because I think Walker said something about he should shut up because he's just an actor. And Winkler came back with, you know what, I'm an American first before I'm an actor and I have every right to say what I want. And you're just a fucking athlete. So who the fuck are you, stupid? Hello? Again, that's not a fair fight at all. Um, and, you know, at last night on, on the program, I had a an interesting uh, young man, Daniel Hess. Daniel Hess is a author and filmmaker and poet. And... My brother and I were were on the phone yesterday, and we were talking about poetry, not related to that. I wasn't even really even, you know, we don't talk about my show. <laughs> but my for some reason, poetry came up, and a poet, uh, I guess my brother was com- commenting on a poet who he said, and I'm not sure if this was his line or somebody else, you know, you know. I'm not sure if it's his line or somebody else's line, but he said, uh, to the poet, or he, or somebody else said to the poet, said, um, you know, po- he's not a fan of poetry, neither am I, and because poets never uh, see the world as it is, they, they paint the world in rosy colors a lot of times, or, or two dark colors, whatever it is, they exaggerate and distort the, the reality of the world. And the poet's answer was that they've seen the world as it is and they're not interested in that. I thought that's pretty interesting. And now when I had uh, Daniel Hess on last night, who was a poet, I was kind of addressing that. And I, my favorite line uh, about that comes from Henry Rollins, who said, uh, poets are people uh, who muddy their waters, intentionally muddy their waters to make them appear deep. I think there's a lot of truth in that. So I have a difficult time with poetry. I'm not a fan of it, and I'm not knocking it. I'm not. If you like it, that's fine. But it always feels like, and it's odd that I'm a songwriter and a, a lyrical songwriter, a lyric song, lyrics first kind of guy, and not. I don't respond to poetry because. It always feels too vague that I need it explained to me. Like, what the fuck is this about? That's I think that's what my brother was saying. Like, poets never see the world as it is. It's always a distortion. And I think there's a generational divide here. Because I think, I asked him who his, his target audience is, his demographic, and he said mostly millennials. And I know Davey, my young friend Davey, writes poetry every day. Again, I don't get a lot of it. And I'm not a, you know, I was going to say I'm not a a stupid man, but um, in some things I am. I definitely am a stupid man in some things. But uh, when it comes to poetry, um, 
I just I feel like I don't know what what I'm supposed to get out of it. And I, sometimes I need feel like I need it explained to me. What the fuck are you trying to say? And if I need it explained to me, and I have to say what the fuck that I am are you trying to say? I don't think you did a good job of saying what you had to say. <laughs> anyway, I do think my generation, old people, we don't call them boomers anymore. We just call them old people. I think poetry is not for us, but there is, you know, seems to be some interest in the millennials of it. Just, you know, just putting that out there, just whatever people think about. Uh, Dean says there's some good stuff out there. Um, You want to give me some examples? Uh, I mean, I'm open to continuing to um, explore if I find something good, but I will get bored if I don't, if I don't find something pretty good, you know, somebody will make a recommendation to me and say, this is pretty good. If I'm three pages in and I'm still getting that feeling like, what the fuck are you trying to say? That's the, that's my issue with poetry. I always want to say, what the fuck are you trying to say? And I don't think art should leave you in that place. I think the purpose of art is communication communicating things and uh, uh, when when you have to say what the fuck are you trying to say I don't think the artist doing the job art was supposed to do and we got into this conversation about because as a filmmaker his filmmaking uh, style technique whatever you want to say you know I forgot to send uh, Kiara uh, an invite again I'm going to do that while I Let's see if I can do this while I talk. His filmmaking technique, his filmmaking style is a little different. Uh, there are two shorts that are on, on his website that are 22 minutes long. 22, around 22 minutes long. And um, probably within them there's less than a half a half a minute of dialogue in either one of them it's mostly visual movement sound but very little dialogue and with that as in poetry the consumer the person watching the films needs to interpret it for themselves and, and interpret meaning what is this what am i supposed to feel here what's the message i'm supposed to get and so I approached him with the idea of that could be very different from the meaning you set out to communicate. And are you okay with that? Are you? And he said he is. He's totally okay with whatever anybody takes away from his films. For me, if somebody just totally misinterprets my work, it will bother me, not to the point I don't get angry, but it will bother me. Say, where did I fail? What, what, or what did I do to give them that really bad uh, interpretation of the work I put out there? Where, where did I, where did I miss the mark in the communication? He's not of that school, but I think it's very unusual. Two of three, two of the three films that I saw have so little dialogue that you could pass potentially draw any meaning from it you want. You can make up your own decision about what the film was supposed to mean, what you're supposed to feel about it. That's a different 
a whole different take on art in general to leave and maybe that's uh part of a generational thing too i think that's part of where a lot of art is going other than the commercial bullshit pop culture stuff that we're spoon-fed a lot of um a lot of contemporary art real art is completely subjective and i don't know i don't know how i feel about that Love to hear your questions and comments if you got any on, on where I'm going with this, but it just seems very weird. I'm I guess I'm old school. I like to know what the story really is. I like to know what the ending really is. I like to know what 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 it's really all about. Old man, I know. Speaking of old men, I got on this kick the other day that everybody over sixty, I'm over sixty, so I should I'm allowed to say this. Everybody over 60, wow, very cool picture you got there on Facebook, Dean. Uh, everybody over 60 should have to take a driver's test every year. <laughs> I went to the grocery store the other day. Cat says she likes a little ambiguity in art. I'm not sure what she means by that. <laughs> oh, did I make myself laugh and choke at the same time? Uh, I went to the grocery store the other day, and on the way out, well, first of all, inside the, the grocery store, there's an old man in one of those drive-me shopping carts, but driving so slow, driving on the wrong side of the lane, causing traffic jams within the store. And I was just like, oh, man, this guy, he, everywhere I go, he was in the way. And just really... uh really just making me a little angry. And when I got out to the parking lot, he was getting in his car and he got in his car and he almost hit me backing out. And then he kept backing out and he almost ran over a girl. She had to kind of dive out of the way not to get run over. He backs all the way into another car and then doesn't even know. He didn't know he almost hit me. He didn't know he almost hit the young girl. He didn't know he backed into another car, and then he pulls out and he sideswipes another car and keeps going. Like we can't have these people on the road. We just can't, and so we definitely need to start uh, testing old people every year. Can you? Can you? Um, can you drive without killing people? Do you even know when you hit somebody? That, that would be a good place to start. Good morning, Kelly. I only listen about art from Art Boy. I'm not just talking about visual art, Kelly. I'm talking about uh, plays and poetry and music, comedy. Comedy is about filmmaking, all that kind of stuff. Uh, subtlety. I'm not talking necessarily about subtlety either. I'm talking about completely leaving it up to the audience to decide what the story is. I don't know how I can explain this. I, the only way you can do it is to actually see one of his films is, uh, two Tony productions.com if you're interested, but, uh, it's like, it's almost as if there's no story there and you're making up your own story to go along with the visuals. So there's no dialogue or so, so little dialogue in 22 minutes, 
15 seconds of dialogue each of the two short films that I'm talking about. And it's not dialogue, it's monologue. It's not like conversation. It's the, it's the main actor just saying a few words here and there. Uh, you agree with Dean about what, subtlety? Were you, are you being subtle about that? Uh, I can't figure out. If you can't figure it out, just move on. I do that with a lot of things. Um, that was me too. That that was my point about poetry. I get bored. I'll get bored with it. Like if I don't know if if I'm sitting there saying, "What the fuck is this about?" for twenty minutes, and but I think that's generational. That was my point. I think the younger generation is can deal with that, which is it, it's a weird uh, juxtaposition because we have. Shorter attention spans, but we also have more tolerance for for sticking with something that you don't know what the fuck you're watching. Just interesting to me, as as because and I do think it's generational. I think younger people definitely can hang with something that. That I would be, what the fuck is this? And I'll be looking around the theater like, somebody explain this to me. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> somebody tell me what the fuck this movie is about. And young people would be like, shut the fuck up, old man. Just enjoy it. Like, enjoy what? I, I gotta know what I'm enjoying. I don't know. I really, I should, I wanna show it, but I don't wanna show it. Maybe I could just show a second of it couple of seconds of it. Let's see about this. Uh, allergies have really fucked me up today. I know. I say that every day. Spirit Will Stay is the name of one. Um, let's see. I'll just give you a few, maybe a minute of, uh, of this. And let's see. Sharing. Here I go again with this incompetence behind the console here and not knowing what the fuck I'm doing. Are you sick of me doing this every day? I'm sick of me doing this every day. Where are Vimeo? Where are you, Vimeo? Uh, bim, 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 bim. Here it is. I'm so stupid. I really am. Okay, this is a little bit of 2351. I just know you won't enjoy this. Oh, yeah. All right. I think. See, this is where I'm 
the old man is just saying, what the fuck is this about? All right, that was enough of that. Um, That's what I mean. That goes on for 23 minutes. Um, And so, and it get, it's getting a lot of positive feedback, a lot of, you know, strong reviews from people 30 years younger than me. So I'm definitely thinking it's a generational thing. Cat says, I'd rather privately read a poem than go somewhere someone is reading a poem to. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, Open mic, poetry night, spoken word stuff. That will freak, you know, freak me right the fuck out. (laughs) Exciting as a hair care book. Thank you. You're all over that. Uh, Kevin was with me uh, a little bit last night in the chat room, egging me on about the hair care stuff. I don't think I'm ever going to live that down, am I? Um, listen, I did. I did go back to the publicist who booked the the hair care lady, and and listen, there's nothing wrong with a hair care book. There really isn't. I, that's a, if you want to help people care for their hair, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? In a book about that. But if you're going to go on a podcast to promote it, you should have something to say about it. That's that's my whole because that was that interview was like. So where do we begin? I guess we begin with the four elements that you wrote about hair perms and relaxes and all. Yes. Well, this is going to be a long show because I I'm at a question already, <laughs> and and you gave me a yes. <laughs> you have to you see the the whole idea about being on a podcast is to talk to uh, the audience. Hopefully, if there is an audience, but after that, there probably won't be. Um. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, Kelly, you're going to love that. She said, I'd watch the whole movie just because of her hair. You would love that then because the the hair gets wild in that. Uh, I mean, lots and lots of different changes from bright orange, red, blue, also every color imaginable, uh, short, long, all of it to the point where you sometimes you're not even sure. If, is this the same person? Um, it's like that. So you, you would definitely, um, you would definitely appreciate the hair in that. Uh, check it out. Two Tony Productions, uh, show, uh, movie. That one is called My Spirit Will Stay. There are other ones, uh, Girls with Orange Hair, man. What about them? I like redheads. Strawberry Blonde, actually. I was always partial to those, but only if the rug matches the drapes. I thought it was carpet. There's a difference between carpet and rug. <laughs> um, yeah, do they have to match? That's that's a question, you know. And to be honest with you, uh, with with hair color, I find. I don't know how to say this, really. I find my eye will be quickly attracted to uh, strawberry blonde redheads. 
ginger. But I really don't care. A woman could be attractive to me with any color hair. Um, but that that's weird because, you know, I do have a place my eye goes for like if i see um a redhead and don't see the face i want to i definitely want to see if, if she's got a pretty face to go with that pretty hair i don't know i love the color i guess i just love the color that's really you know but um when it comes to you know woman's hair color doesn't determine whether she's beautiful or or attractive in any way uh Oh, redheads! uh, Redheads pick up spank marks quicker than uh, brunettes. That is true. That is definitely true. Uh, Kevin says, "I'm a sucker for dark hair, blue eyes. We all got weaknesses." You know, that's interesting. That's very interesting because um, there there is a a um, there is something to that eyes eyes matching the hair eyes not complementing complementing the hair color color eye eye color hair color complementing things and I think there are uh, combinations that don't work for some reason I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about I know bone structure. Vidal Sassoon told me this. Bone structure is the key to beauty. And face shape. Did you know? Did you know that oval shaped faces are the most attractive uh, according to just about everybody in the human race? And you, and when you start to realize that stuff, you start to look at people for their face shapes. Uh, and some people have very square jaw lines. Uh, some people have round faces. Um, <laughs> Kelly says that you can stop talking about how pretty I am. Um, okay, I will. I'll I'll do that now. Uh, you, I don't think I had a type, but I never dated a blonde guy. I blame the '80s movie villains, Val Kilmer, <laughs> Bucketheads. Um, yeah, so. You know, face shape. Pay attention to face shape. Um, speaking of face shape, we have somebody with a uh, a square face, totally square face, uh, completely square, like you know, square dude. Um, in in the background, and uh, because I'm really just like rambling on here about nothing, why don't we say hello to Kiara? Uh, if I could play her music, I I um. Good dreary Thursday to you. Good dreary Thursday. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be a nice weekend, though. So that's I'm. I think having a dreary Thursday is a positive thing. It gets the the crap out of the way. Yes. Right. Yeah. Are you Are you happy about? Are you enthused? Are you full of energy? Are you full of uh, uplifting, happy spirit this morning? Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, you think your face is square? I called your face square. Do you, I do you... thought it was a, 
I I don't know. You have an oval. The... You have an oval. I know. I was. I, I don't I know. I was just messing with you. But I, I have know. you ever really? Have you ever really taken a look at people's face shapes? No. You should do that sometime. Notice people's face shapes. Um, no, I don't no? want to. I don't want to. What? Why? What kind of? What kind of face shape do you have? I don't know. I can't. Tell. I have an oval. I have an oval. Well, we could look. We could look at people's faces. I could bring up some pictures of faces, and we could look. But okay, uh, yeah. let's do that. Let's no, do I'm that. not doing that just right now because you know I'm so too too lame with the sharing of screens and stuff. All right, let me see. Uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna do this. Uh, but I was talking about poetry this morning. Are you a fan of poetry? No. Yeah. Um, oval faces. I'm gonna start. With I actually old. had a poem I wanted to share. But poem? Yeah, I did, but it's not with me right now. So, next uh. time. Yeah. It was nice. Hmm. Let me see here. Well, if I share these people, okay. Oval face shapes. We'll start with oval face shapes. Uh, no, I don't do this right. See, this is why I suck as a human being. I shouldn't be allowed to live anymore. Um, um, Google. Here we go. Can you see these? Okay. No, click one. Um, let me click one. Well, this is definitely an oval shape. How's that uh, oval? But she has the pointy chin. Does that make it oval? Yeah, no, it's just a, yeah, well, she definitely forehead? does have a yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the whole the whole shape of it. You see, they got the got it outlined there. This no. is more o more oval, more oval. Well, that's not really. That's getting rounder. Now, let me look. If I look at round face face shape. Well, that's that's an oval face. Yeah, I want to be able to tell. Well, this is round. You could tell this is round, right? This is not oval. This is round. Um, so we're looking at the forehead, not the chin. We're looking at the overall overall. Well, but, chins do definitely make a difference. Like if it's too square, too hard, it will be squared. That's not she round. Looks, that's really, yeah, that doesn't that's look really round. oval. Yeah, that's a round face. Oh, like a tiny face? I thought I had a tiny face. I have a tiny head. Well, it's not really tiny. It's the it's the shape. I look small. A, um, this one doesn't really look like a round face, does it? She looks more oval, but they have a round circle on it, trying to say, "Well, that's a round face shape." Mm -hmm. I don't think it so. determines on no. how your hair gets cut, and you know, if for professional stylist. Oh, that's where we're going with this. Okay. Yeah. And well, it's all about, you know, the beauty industry is where I got this from. That is definitely a round face. Yeah. So round face bangs? Round face is harder to make uh, beautiful from the hair and, and cosmetic. Harder than oval. Oval is the easiest. Now square, oh. you'll see square faces. Square faces are definitely more, a lot more uh, masculine. Uh, oh, that is a square. Wow, look at all those squares. I know. Um, let me see some square faces here. They got Angelina Jolie. I don't think she's necessarily a square face. That looks oval. She looks like she has an oval face. Yeah. See, that's why I don't think this is this is no. accurate. Yeah, no. It, if you if you worked with enough of, of people in in salons, you would definitely see this. These are just maybe Google isn't the best place for this. 
Seems like uh, Google doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Google doesn't know what's going on. Google doesn't work in the hair and beauty industry. Google can't. No. Fuck no. Google. Yeah. Fuck Google. If I put in poetry, they'll probably come up with uh, Kira doesn't have a poem to read. I did. I did. And it was called Marigolds. Marigolds? It was written by someone in New Jersey, I think. Jersey? I don't know. I'm guessing. I think it was. I have a poem. Okay, go ahead. Let's see if I can remember it. Did you ever sit and ponder as you walk along the strand? that life's a bitter battle at the best. And if you only knew it, it would lend a helping hand, and every man could meet the final test. The world is but a stage, my friend, and life is but a game, and how you play is all that matters in the end. For whether woman, for whether man is right or wrong, the woman gets the blame, and your mother is your dog's best friend. Did you write that? No. Why did it end like that? What do you mean, why does it end like that? Because your mother is your dog's best friend. Because it, I don't know why it ends like that. That didn't make sense. But the beginning was nice. Want to hear it again? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Did you ever sit and ponder as you walk along the strand? Now, sitting and pondering as we walk is impossible. So right away, you can say. The strand of what? The strand of DNA? The strand of life. The strand? The hair strands? Did you ever sit and ponder as you walk along the strand that life's a bitter battle at the best? Life is a struggle. Life's a bitter battle at the best. And if you only knew it, it would lend a helping hand, and every man could meet the final test. Mm -hmm. The world is but a stage, my friend, and life Mm -hmm. is but a game. Right. And how you play is all that matters in the end. Uh For whether man is right or wrong, the woman gets the blame. That's true. And your mother is your dog's best friend. I don't understand that. No. Are you the dog? I guess. Oh. I could be the dog. You are. Okay. No, your mother doesn't like me. So, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not your mother's best friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a Groucho Marx poem. That's the only poem I, I know. Okay, very nice. You know, all songs are basically poems, so. Well, that's what I was saying, but it's different. No. Uh, cause, yeah, last night I had a guy on who was a, a poet. He's a filmmaker, author, and poet. And I was talking about, it's funny that I don't like poetry more because I am a lyrical songwriter. I start with lyrics first. I care about lyrics. Right. But poetry doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like a song. It feels like, uh, let me see if I can pull up one of Dave. I got one. I got one. Go ahead. All right, here's my poem. With the lights out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now. Entertain us. A mulatto. <laughs> an albino. A, a mosquito. But, but, but my libido. But, 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 that's not yeah. a poem. Hey. Now, now I'm mad. That's not a poem. <laughs> it is a poem. All right. I'm going to read you one of Davies, and you tell me this is a song. We've walked before the primrose path and what good hath it brought. It's crimson <laughs> skin and pit of death. I know this. Forgives us not. Quite tempting is the, the flower bud whose poison's not enough. It's beautiful and deadly how our lives rely on luck. 
See, nature isn't partial. It doesn't give a fuck. We've what? walked we've walked before this primrose path to learn what can't be taught. That was a poem? That's a poem. Why did it sound like Shakespeare in the beginning? Uh maybe it, he was attending on that. I it don't know. did until he used profanity. Here's okay. another one. Here's another one. Same he guy. He wrote this, this guy? Okay. It was it was a morning like other mornings where if I had a garden, I'd tend to it. Each flower delicate as the next, sleeping in a nursery, watering watering each bulb silent as a field mouse. I'd bow my head in knowing it was morning like other mornings. It was the sun. See that that makes me say, what the fuck did I just read? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. He wants so, a garden. He could have yes. just wrote, I want a garden, period. <laughs> Great. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I'm the, my whole point in even going down this road today, fucking boring ass road, people like on governors are like, what the fuck kind of show am I watching today? Yeah, I know. Square faces, poetry. But yeah. I think it's a millennial thing because. What's a millennial thing? This whole whole idea of art as I don't know what the fuck I just watched. I don't know what the fuck I just read. I think millennials like that. My generation looks at it and says, "I like my movies to to be there that I know what they mean. I know what I just watched. I don't I don't like being confused at the end and saying, "What the hell was that? What was I supposed?" I just watched and his his films and, and poetry make you feel like what the hell was that what and i could it begs the question <laughs> as a director as a somebody who's making a film somebody who's writing this stuff do you care about people knowing what the hell you're trying to say yeah that's important i know i watched i watched several films where i was very unhappy with the ending i had no idea and i didn't yeah. like the movie uh, the lighthouse with robert pattinson and william defoe was the most effed up movie I've ever watched. I don't know what was going on. The kids are next to you, aren't they? Because you said effed up. No, I don't know why I said effed up. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, but I don't think you're a typical millennial. Are oh. you even a millennial? I'm not even sure where the I line is. I think I am. I think I am. Yeah. But I do think it's a generational thing. My generation, you're not a typical millennial, even if you are a millennial. I think my generation is more like, what the fuck is this? Why did I just watch this thing? If I, if I don't know what the hell you're trying to say. It's art, Dad. That's yeah. it. It's art. It's That's art, exactly right. Dad. Get but I, I, again, boomer. this is where I came from mm. and we started this morning. I like art. Because I think the point of art is to communicate something, whether it's it's stand up comedy, whether it's a movie, whether it's a book, it's a, whatever a song, is to communicate something, and you want people to really get your communication, not to be say, I'm gonna just gonna make up my own message that I'm supposed to get from this, and ho hopefully I got it right, or maybe I'm not even hopefully I got it right. Mm. I like, lost you, lost me. Poetry doesn't always make sense. When read, it must be interpreted by the individual. Yes. 
Right. Yes. Interpreted by the individual, but that's Art is not subjective. Oh, too man. Subjective can we today. change the topic? I I was in a Okay, I, I was in a you know, uh AP English and and creative writing and I made I I was good. I was good at English. And we had to study a lot of poetry and break it down. Break and it down. Stanza by stanza, stanza by Costanza. And uh, it was just a waste of time. I think so. I think it was that's, a waste of time. That's my point. Because me and my brother, and I was not even realizing that I was having a poet on last night. My, my brother and I were talking about it. And I go back to Henry Rollins' line about it, which is, I, I still, it resonates very deeply with me. It's that Ooh. poets are people who intentionally muddy their waters to make them appear deep. In other words, I want to I wanna make it feel confusing to you so you think I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really. Kind of like the stock market. Uh, when you see CNBC or, or one of these uh, television uh, things where they have its financial stuff and they got stuff shooting all over, arrows and red, and red lines and graphs and all this kind of stuff. It's not that difficult, not that complicated, but they want, want to make it feel complicated so that you feel stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that you need them. So the only way as a financial analyst I can justify my job is to make you feel like you're not smart enough to to deal with this. On well, your the own. same thing with lawyers when you need a, you know, they have to interpret for you what the what the legal terms are. It's like yeah, let's but just... for money, it's not that complicated. It's either this is this is a good product, this is a bad product. People are going to want this. There's supply and demand. You know, money is not as complicated as the law. It's not in the minutia within the law. It's either yeah. a good. You don't yeah. need arrows and symbols and plus and minus and trending yeah. and all that kind of stuff just to you know try to decide what am I gonna am I gonna put my money in my four K today? You spend an hour looking at symbols and stuff giant all over the place just to find out. Yeah, you put put a hundred dollars. The stock market <laughs> is falling, right? And I can tell by the big red arrows pointing down. Oh, that's what that red yeah. arrow meant. Well. Uh. It's time for a big green arrow. Uh, you want to get high? You want to get high? I cannot. You can't get high? I can't well, handle it. It's waking big time. Uh, I would be stupid all day. I would be not able well, to take care of the would, children. Uh, don't. How would that don't. be any different from any other day? <laughs> don't. I set myself up for that. Right. Um, no, I, I cannot. My father brought over gummy bears. And and offered me one, but I would not be able to properly mother under the influence of a gummy bear. Yeah. So I I politely declined. They didn't I can't. want dumb poor people to understand just like preachers being only able to read the Bible for the millennia. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not, you know, things should be very plain for me. I'm a very simple man. I like things straight and direct, which is simple. I guess. I guess the Can point me. I spent 45 minutes trying to make is I like things straight and straight and to the point. Don't fucking dress up your language with the, all sorts of, uh, you know, decorations and fluffy language. Have you ever tried to read any of the terms and conditions of any app that you have? Oh, my God. I I've have. tried. Yes, I have. I, I have, and, and I wind up not using that app. Because Me essentially too. it says you are ours and your photos are ours and everything you post 
is ours. Basically, to sum Basically, it all up, say that. 16 pages just to say, we own you if you click accept. Yes. So, yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to dance around. Anyway, right. uh, so that was nice. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. That beautiful 10 minutes of... Um, Wasted life that you'll never get back. Yes. What's Thursday, man? What can I tell you? That was that was great. Right. You talked so, about Luxor having a gig at Luxor where I yes. used to work. Yes. And I had a nightmare that I was back there. Wow, tell me, tell me, tell me, and tell me. The my coworker who wound up double crossing me, <gasps> who I no longer talked to. <gasps> I, I walked into the building and she was like, Well, and I was saying hello to everybody, my residents and everyone I used to talk to. And she said, we don't have time. We have to, we have to get this report done. And I, and I told her off like I've always wanted to since, since she double-crossed me. And I felt good. And then Matt said, you have to get up. The show is about to start. Wow. Yeah. Uh, is this anybody I know? Nobody like in the recreation. She looks area. like me. They say we look like each other. They thought we were sisters or mother and daughter. And she was my friend. Oh, 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 oh so she's ugly. <laughs> you are so funny today. You are so funny. Yeah, she's 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 ugly. I know. Like me. No, she's pretty. And uh, she she's a classy woman. And I really I really loved working with her. I loved getting up every morning and and sharing an office, a closet, because it was a closet, was an office with her. I I know. Um. Mikey's got Mikey's got two offices, right. and they put put everybody else in like closets. Yeah, well, Mikey's office is not impressive, but you know it's not impressive. But he's got two offices, two. He's got some space. Well, there. you have to walk past Debbie. Debbie says he's got an office within an office. You have to walk past the guard right. dog. I love Debbie to get to Mike, but but um no uh yeah she was really nice and pleasant and we had a beautiful bond and she came to when I gave birth to my child she came with gift baskets and sat down and talked and spent hours with me no only to double cross me where, double where cross would, what's me. the double cross exactly what, what, uh, what i wouldn't i wouldn't inject myself with this vaccine and i wanted her and she didn't want to either in order to stay continue working there even though we worked through the pandemic i worked through this pandemic pregnant Got up every morning. I could have worked at freaking McDonald's, but I worked at the nursing home where they made you get tested twice a week. Up the schnozzle. This one guy poked me. The bottom of my eye. Made my nose bleed. Right? Wear PPE just to talk to clients from head to toe. Ridiculousness. Go through all this stress. For them to turn around and say, for them to turn around and say, take this or you're fired. And I said to her, I said, she who I will not name. Right. Let's do she this who... together. Let's just walk away, and the, and they'll have no business office, and they'll have to compensate. No, no. What and would have happened? And she, your 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 anger is misplaced. Me. Your anger it's is not misplaced. misplaced. She, they should she, never force anybody or coerce anybody to inject. That's fine. Your, you, your anger should be placed at at the organization, not at this person who was. Doing no, but what... she purposely she purposely tried to. Um, Wait, pressure wait. me and get Let, the, and get management involved. Let's get something straight. Did she say yes? I'm with you. We're gonna do yes. this and then back out. Yes, yes. 
And then, and then when I, cause I was on maternity leave, I didn't know if I was coming back or not. I said, well, if I come in, is it all for nothing? Are you just going to, you know, let me go. And she tried to have, she, you know, she said, well, you need to make a decision because I'm doing it. And, you know, she changed her mind and she, she told the manager that I wasn't coming back. And my maternity leave was about, you know, they were going to have to cut my maternity leave. She was really trying to screw me. All right. Yeah. So sometimes I have angry dreams about her and I want to go in there and just be like, bro, we had a good thing. We had a we relationship. Had a good thing. She came to the band. She came to see us sing. She came to oh. Gotcha. She had a very expensive, nice dinner. She still comes to see us whenever you're not there, by the way. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I don't know. I don't know. I'm hurt. All right. It's, uh, give me some happy news so I can let you go and bring in my guest today. He's here? Yes. Okay. You know his name? I have heartburn today anyway. I'm going to lay down. You don't know? What's his, his name? name? Is, his name is Budsy, which is why I asked you if you wanted to get high. Budsy's here. That's just Budsy? Budsy. No last name? <laughs> comedian. <laughs> Budsy Comedian. That's his last name. Comedian. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll make room for Budsy. Make I had, room for Budsy. He's got I don't a know what I ate last night, but I, I'm very flatulent and very uncomfortable. Oh, well, get out of here with your flatulence. Do you want to? Okay. I, I'll share some happy Could news. you fart like a li- really loud fart on air? I think because most people never it's heard not a ready. woman like. Oh, okay. It's not ready, but I would. I definitely would. They're really, they're really long and bubbly and smelly. They really smell like, um, I don't like low tide when all the fish have died. Hey, hey, a poem. Oh yeah. When you eat pasta with pride, you will have farts that smell like low tide when all the fish have died. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Very good. How was that? That's was pretty that? good poetry. Okay. It's the kind of poetry I, I understand. Yeah. See, that's what I mean about uh, art. So I want to understand kind of the meaning of it. <laughs> yes. All um, right. Give me the happy news and get the okay. hell out of here. This is about neighbors who are there for each other who don't back out of promises. Okay. Wow. Kind of like, um, like you and your coworker. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. About loyalty. Right, loyalty. This is uh, from goodnewsnetwork.org. A woman was about to be evicted, but was saved by her neighborhood who bought her house for her. They raised the money for this woman. After being threatened with eviction, a retiree was able to buy the house she had rented for two decades after a quarter million dollars was raised by the community on her behalf. And if there wasn't inflation... They'd only have to raise like two hundred fifty thousand, so they wow. they they overbought this house for her. No, I just made that up. I uh, want those known for known for having a heart of gold and a pair of green thumbs, Linda Taylor was a beloved neighbor in her Minneapolis community, and she has been in the house for nineteen years. She's seventy years old. They were going to kick her out, um, and yeah, they they raised uh, they raised some money for her. All right. Yeah. Well, that's you know, good news. That made me happy. You now did your she's job. Gotta always, she's got to always go to the block parties. She has to go to every dinner that anybody right. invites her to. She of has course. To be yeah, she's obligated now. Obligated right. to serve her community now. Well, you know what I would do? I'd sell the fucking house and get the fuck out of it. 
Thanks, folks, for saving my house. I'll take the money now and go to Mexico. That's what I Oh, my do. gosh. That's what my coworker would probably do. People like that. So you don't like me. Because you, I remind you of her, and you don't like me now. I could see well, it now. She had, like, a square face. A square uh, face? Yeah. Well, I have an oval face. Well, it looks square to me. Can be even more oval <laughs> if I do that. All right, get out of here. I'll see you later. Goodbye. All right, Budsy's here. He's here, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, it's time to wake and bake. Uh, he's up early over there on that. Not exactly on the left coast, but he's close enough to the left coast that we appreciate him getting up extra early to wake and bake with us. Uh, let's welcome him in. Budsy, comedian. Hey. <laughs> hey, what do you got there, man? What is that thing? Uh, this is a, called a dab rig. Uh, you heat, heat up. This is called a banger. This and you put uh, shat uh, extract. It's about 87 to 90% THC. Uh, sometimes, it, if it comes from hemp, uh, very high in CBD. But I, I'm a medical marijuana patient. Been one for almost 10 years now. Hey, you, uh, you could be my twin. I, I was going to say, uh, I, I appreciate but, your work in, in Breaking Bad. I think I thought you were excellent in that. Yeah, well... I moved, I'm here in Las Vegas now. I moved here about a year ago from uh, Portland, Oregon, which Por Portland, uh, I like the place. The weather's great up there. I mean, I got to go skiing, um, uh, hiking. The, they, the coast is really pretty out there. But I know. I have a friend who lives up in Oregon, and he sends pictures of, of his beaches sometimes. They're really, really magical looking, those beaches. Oh, yeah. But I'm glad I moved here. I moved here a little bit over a year ago to open up a barbecue restaurant. Uh, it, it was called Uncle B's Smokehouse Barbecue. And I used to be Uncle Budsy. And, and the, I was Uncle Budsy 2.0. The guy that originally taught me how to cook barbecue, he was the uncle of my best friend when I was 13 to 15. And he was a Jamaican fellow. And I tell people I'm a white Jamaican now. <laughs> and, and that's not because I've got this 12-inch slong. That, uh, <laughs> it's because you're, you're a Budsy man. You're a, I, 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 Well, the original Uncle Budsy, like I said, he, his real name was Baptiste Adu. And being Jamaican, he smoked a lot of ganja. And he told me he used to smoke with uh, his his two running buddies when he was 14, Jimmy Cliff and Bob Marley, back in Nine Miles, Jamaica. Wow, but, cool. But my real name's Mike. And what he would do, he'd hold up a bud of weed, and he call, he called me Mickey Mon. He'd say, Mickey Mon, you want to smoke some Budsies? So being the uncle of my best friend, I started calling, I was making fun of him, calling him Uncle Budsy. And but the guy, I mean, he he was hilarious and he wasn't very politically correct because he used to go up to women. He call his his ribs that he cooked bone candy and go up to women. And you can't say this now, but he'd say, would you like to suck on my bone? <laughs> I think you could say that now. You just did. Well, well no, but I was what somebody else, I know, I know. especially in, in Portland, Oregon. I mean, you'll be canceled. And, uh, you know, I see 
and I tell people, if you have to explain your jokes, they're not funny, but there's one term, it's called cis. It's a Latin, one of these Latin millennial terms. It means stays the same. It's like a, a it's like a man was born with a penis. He still has his penis. He wants to keep it. Right. And a woman was born with a vagina. She wants, she still has it and wants to keep it. It's not this trans where they're trying to flip over to the other side. Right. So, and I know I'm talking a lot, but I am medicated. I'm a medical marijuana patient for a life and death condition that if I, if I probably treated it conventionally, I, I'm sure I'd be dead or in some, uh, what, what is the condition? Do you mind? Telling uh, us what? Well, I, I was diagnosed with, uh, uh prostate cancer. And, and actually, my dad, my dad died at 94, so the same time my mom died at 90, 94. He died with prostate cancer, but he di didn't die because of it. But he wow. died with that. But he died without his nuts. Wow. Yeah, so uh, you know, I uh, spent some uh, one of my careers was in pathology and my mentor in that uh, in that short career told uh -huh. me that every male will get prostate cancer it's providing they don't know something else doesn't kill them first if, yeah. if, meaning if you live long enough you're going to get it um, yeah well, i yeah that's that's true the same thing with heart disease if, if you live long enough you're probably going to die from uh ca cancer heart disease something uh well eventually you will die of something but my, right. my yeah, yeah absolutely right everybody's gonna die my brother was di diagnosed with prostate cancer in uh 1988 he's still alive and uh he went to the doctor and the doctor looked at his truck because he's still dealing with prostate cancer now the doctor looked at his uh -huh. truck and said this must be a mistake it says you were diagnosed in 1988 he said i was he said how is that possible you'd be dead you can you still dealing with it so this this much yeah well i i believe if like i said uh, if I'd gone the, the other route, but what I, uh, I'm, like I said, I moved here to Vegas to open up a barbecue restaurant in a cannabis consumption lounge and where, where, where people can, uh, legally and safely smoke weed. Like here in Vegas, you, there's no really place you can smoke weed, they, but they passed this thing called assembly bill 341. It was so set up. Uh, consumption lounges. And, and when I was in Portland, we had one that had uh, 24,000 members. Now, er everybody didn't come at the same time, but we had this one event, they called it uh, Dab Wars. And two people would come up and they'd take one of these things like this. You heat it up uh, with a propane torch and they'd, they'd put this uh, shatter stuff in it, which is high concentrate THC. And so the first round, these two people came together and competed in this dab wars, a half a gram. Second round was a gram. The third and fourth rounds were two grams each. That's five and a half grams of say 87% THC. And wow. so in over a 45 minute time frame. And so they took in the equivalent equivalent of 1,100 shots of tequila. Holy crap. And I talked to this guy. He just got off stage winning it. I said, how do you feel? And he said, well, I'm a little woozy. 
And I thought, fuck, you're a little woozy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, it, it was, I mean, that's the thing. People, people can highly overdose on this stuff. And, and so it is a recreational, I, I consider it a recreational medicine. That's, that's well, what, that's I what, uh, think I overdosed on edibles my, my cause somebody sent me edibles and i i was of the opinion that edibles didn't work for me sent me the gummies and i was doing 10 milligram gummies doing three or four or five of them and saying i'm still not feeling anything and he sent me this thing called the punch bar and it said uh -huh. 250 uh 225 uh, milligrams of thc i was like well that's got to be a misprint or something or it's, a or it's different thc it's because the, these are 10 why would this one be 225 can't be right i ate the whole thing and i was fucked up for a week i was fucked uh, yeah. up for a week and, and i was having some real trippy like mushroom lsd type experiences for short term the, the, you were you probably had uh you should be able to titrate your dosage and and how much when you start feeling stoned if you want to go more then then do it it's it's how you should feel like you should and the problem with edibles right now see when you drink out al alcohol it goes into your stomachs absorbed in the blood vessels go into your blood vessels and go to your brain and it pa passes the blood brain barrier with this you, when you eat it it goes it has to be absorbed as a as an item and then has to go into your liver to be then uh, converted into the so it takes about an hour for all that to happen get back into your into your blood and be able to go and uh, psychogenically uh, alter uh, your brain patterns. And it's a different kind of THC than you get when you smoke too, right? It changes well, it. Well, the, the the thing is, you have to decarboxylate uh, THCA to THC in order to get the psychogenic effects, and and that's a conscious effort. You like you have to burn it, uh, compress it with high pressure, a high temperature. Or something you have to remove what's called a carboxyl group from the THC, the uh, the, the, the that's not uh, activated, unactivated uh, THCA. You have to remove this carboxyl group for it to turn it into THC, which can fuck up your uh, get you stoned. I'm an old school guy, man. I just want to get high. <laughs> these people, these people, these growers now, you know, I grew up on, you know, and I haven't, I have not been smoking weed all my, my life. Wow. But I, I did, I had a hiatus of about a year and a half from drinking, drugging, you know, pills, doing weed or smoking weed, anything. I was completely clean and sober. And at that time, uh, I had a, a traumatic experience when I was a dentist. I used to be a dental surgeon. Now that, yeah, okay, I could see that. And I, <laughs> I was a dental surgeon, and I was doing. I had a patient die in my office. Oh, sorry to hear about yeah. that. <laughs> well, I sure didn't play. You know, I thought, but the experience ended up. I went up against the wrong Clinton pedophile. I got sued by this attorney, and he's in the Clinton Epstein group. Wow. And he spent $2 million, got himself appointed special prosecutor by his uh, ex-college roommate, the DA, 
of Tarrant County, and he spent $2 million on manufacturing this trial. And I, I ended up getting convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Whoa. Uh, went, did, did you have to do time for that? Yeah, I, I spent 47 months in a Texas prison. And, wow. and, and I'll tell you, but I was somebody in there. It, and Walt, the Breaking Bad show, had not been out yet. <laughs> so I wasn't a badass for that. I was a badass because I was fucking smart. I took my environment and adapted to it. I became Barrister Budsey. I worked in the law library. And I actually, uh, I actually ended up being the conciliary to the guy that ran all the dorms, Rubio. And, uh, you know, he, I told him, but people would ask me for advice in there. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just here for a little short time. There are these, there are these, everybody in there is criminal. But so you, you have to understand, you know, and adapt to your environment, whatever it is. I, now I'm trying to be a comedian. Right. And um, but I'm I'm Budsy the comedian, and I, I'm doing that mainly to sell more barbecue and sell more weed. And wow. I, we're trying to open up this consumption lounge here, and and thanks for listening to me because I'm practicing this for investors. Okay. Uh, I just want to say one thing. You say everybody's a criminal in there. I think everybody's a criminal out here as well. I oh, think yeah. I but, was kind of kind of saying that earlier this week. A lot of people have judgment and stuff, but I don't know any. I honestly, I can even my mother was a criminal. I think you know that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Everybody, everybody that you know, including your mother, will disappoint you at some time in the future. Yeah, it's it's just you know, I'm I just uh, I had a business partner in my barbecue restaurant, and I'm right now is closed in preparation to reopening under new management. Right, and and but we do uh, I yeah you know, I used to cook barbecue in Portland. I had a barbecue par- barbecue food truck up there, and I did uh, I also did uh, made medicated barbecue sauce wow i'm dr budsey <laughs> you know I, but, but i'm not just some guy that's been smoking weed with his buddies for 40 years and now he can do it legally and he claims that you know i, I talked to this one guy he, he said that he cured ten thousand patients of cancer and i thought i told him i said wow i said do you have uh records of all that and and, you know, that she, he said, no, I don't have to prove anything. You know, that was, I call these people medical marijuana fanatics. They right. have, they have to have this plant that can grow wild uh, labeled as medicine. Right. They, they don't want to admit, they just want to alter their uh, reality. Yeah, no, I've had lots of, lots of so-called cannabis experts on here. And my biggest, uh, especially with CBD, which doesn't even, you know, basically you can't even get high off it. The claims they make can be so extraordinary. I mean, it's supposed to cure just about everything. Well, if yeah. if it cures everything, how come so many potheads I know are still sick of whatever? <laughs> you know, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to, you know, like I said, I'm a medical marijuana patient. I, I believe that that I'm going to live another 79 years. 79. Years. 79. Yeah. To the, to the 
uh, ultimate life expectancy of a human uh, for reptiles is, uh, I think, 225. But uh, to be able to uh, live to my life expectancy, right. but by, by then what I perceive is going to happen is the advancements in science, medicine, technology, but computing also, hardware, software, memory, all that. They'll be able to digitize the human uh, being, their memories, their ex experiences, their thought process, their personality, their ultimate soul, be able to digitize that and put it into a database. And, and then take that soul and reanimate it into another Pre, uh, new clean, cloned body, <laughs> and you, and this is desirable or not? Shit, I mean, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I am too, but you know what? Uh, a, a part of my fun is I I perform for old people a lot, like once yeah. or twice a week. I well, I take I have a lot of uh, you know friends are dying, associates. Yeah. But and uh, well, uh, part of, again because I had a guy on who had a, a a product called My Vital C, which is a carbon molecule that that's been recently discovered. That uh, according to him, and according to a lot all the paperwork, I've re, re, uh, researched the paperwork. There were studies done that in laboratory rats, it doubled their lifespan. So. Basically, his claim was that if I took this thing and it works on humans like it did on laboratory rats, that I would live to 140. And I was like, I'm not I don't think I want to live to 140. I, the only way I would want to live to 140 is if you can tell me I don't get any older than I am right now, because I'm yeah. already at the point where I'm struggling. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm you know, I'm an old fart. I hell, you know, I, I part of my stage things. I'm an old, short, bald headed white guy. <laughs> and and I say, and what is it about us old, short, bald-headed white guys that women can't get enough of? <laughs> it's our money. Uh, I, uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I always, thought, a, but, I always yeah. thought it was my head being a, like a phallic symbol to them. That's what I thought. That may, you know, uh, like, you know, I used to have hair. Well, I still do have hair, but I'd look like Bozo the Clown. Oh, yeah. so, it goes, it goes out on the side, but not on the top. Yeah. Well, it's that male pattern baldness. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they it's and it's not the toxic male energy. You know, I I, I think I don't have as much. But I ran into this uh, trans woman and she still had toxic male energy or, her, <laughs> or they they had, I, you know, the, yeah, you don't know what pronoun to use. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't have any problem with race, religion, color, creed, gender, sexual orientation, any of that. You know, what I what I identify as and I came from Portland. You can identify as whoever or whatever you want. I identify as a cis male lesbian. Wow. <laughs> and because I, I really like women. I'm not. a. I mean, I've been accused of being a misogynist. But usually the one that accuses me of being a mis uh, misogynist is a misandrist, <laughs> a, a man-hating man or woman. Right. And, and, you know, I love women, but I tell you, a misandrist is particularly a uh, trans woman. 
hates men so much, so much that they're willing to amputate their own penis and replace it with a plastic one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I got to... I want to go down that road a little bit because I call myself a misogynist. I didn't know it meant I hate women because I don't hate women. I love women, but I objectify women all the time. And I know I'm guilty of that, but so you say I love women. So yeah, I mean, I would rather hang with a woman than men because men are so fucking competitive and they, a lot of times their confrontation comes into violence. You know, I don't, I want to do business meetings where, you know, if things are going sideways, they don't start yelling at you or pull out a fucking gun. I think your presence in a group of women would change the way women are naturally by themselves, though. Because I think w without any men present, it, oh. if it could put a surveillance camera on just a group of women hanging together, I think there'd be a lot of screaming and backbiting. And well, you know, <laughs> no, you know, I, I don't. I actually, when I was in Portland. I, I had this group of uh, cannabis, it was a cannabis networking group up there called the Oregon Cannabis Industry Meetup. We'd have meetings once a month at where, oh, we'd have maybe 50 to 100 people and it'd be a big smoke session, a social thing, but we, it was a, it was a, actually organization for the advancement of legalization and the cannabis industry. And I had a group, uh, it was a women's empowerment group, wanted to take over uh, this organization that was diverse. We we allowed anybody, anybody come in that was an aficionado of, of weed, of, of medical marijuana, cannabis, whatever the you want to call it. Because my, my feeling is that, uh, my, my feeling that uh, particularly cannabinoids are an essential nutritional supplement with no currently known recommended daily allowance. <laughs> you, should probably, you should probably take some of them in to equalize your endocannabinoid system that regulates a lot of these, uh, like the lymphatics, the nervous system, the uh, muscular system, it, that regulates your body and allows it to be in homeostasis to function well. Life is one big Cheech and Chong movie. Um, yeah. I have questions for you about okay. this. Well, first of all, somebody in the chat room wants to know if you're a natural, uh, native uh, Oregonian. He was born no. in Portland. No, no, no. I I'm, I moved there from Texas. Texas. I mean, that, yeah, that's. I was uh, born and raised in. Uh, you know, pretty. I've pretty much stayed. Yeah, I've traveled some places, but not a whole lot. But right. I moved up to Oregon in 2015 open up or, or to get involved in the quote legal cannabis industry right well i buy i'm a, i got a medical marijuana card and i buy from a dispensary here in new york it's legal but they still don't have regular disp recreational it's, dispensaries it's, it's not it's not legal it's not legal there i mean anytime it's what it is it's uh they're regulating an illegal dangerous drug that's what the fda considers it an illegal, dangerous drug. Two-thirds majority in this country, in USA, say it's medicine. They legally uh, label it as medicine, being medical marijuana. And the FDA and the AMA is not going to let a bunch of stoned hippie farmers tell them what's medicine. 
They'll say, yeah, it's, it's medicine, but it's an illegal, dangerous drug medicine. Right. Well, it is legal here recreational to smoke, but there are no recreational dispensaries yet. They're, yeah. they're working on that. Yeah. But um, I'm, question? when I buy from the medical dispensaries now, I buy and they have THC listed and so, at the same price for all of different kinds across the board. And some will say 10% THC. Some will say 22% THC. It's like, why would I pay the same price if I'm only getting 10%? Uh, and does that, it, do those numbers really mean anything? There, you know, that's bullshit. That's uh, those labels. I mean, okay. it should be, it should be, uh, uh, it should be con- regulated as a as a recreational that like by weight and volume not right. by my, not by these analytical things it doesn't you know it doesn't really matter the and these labs that do do all those different tests that's all bullshit i mean there's variance and everything and how do you analyze a plant that has various uh different constituents like the buds, the leaves, the stems, the stalks, the roots. It has different. So, you know, it's all this stuff. It There's going to be advancements in the ability to absorb this uh, in, say, the next 20, t- probably 10 years. And we'll, what will happen is a person like a drink, they'll be able to uh, absorb into your system and, and go to your brain a lot faster. It'll be uh, absorbed like, uh, the effects will be like alcohol. Well, that's, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking not necessarily oh, yeah, I, like I alcohol. Didn't answer, I didn't answer your question. I went off on a tangent. Right, but but at this along this is the same question rephrased a different way, is that I want consistency. I want to know, I want to, like with alcohol, I know my beer. I know the beer I like to drink. I want to know a brand that I get the same results every time. Is there that in the medical marijuana industry or or any matter? Yeah, not not right now because it's so variant. variant. It's like in probably in 10 years, all the consumption will be by edibles, drinks, and probably single-use vape pens. I love smoking a joint. Yeah, well, they, you know, everybody will be living in government houses, houses, and there'll be cameras up. There, there'll be a lot more restrictions, say, and on, you know, hell, the U.S. government looks like it's going to go away probably in the next four, yeah. four to six years. So that constitution is going to. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to get. Kevin said I should grow grow from clones. My uh, somebody I know is, is selling clones. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, getting into that, I think. You know, the thing, the reason it costs, I, I think my personal belief, see, when when the extracts are homogenized, you'll be able to know how much you're, you're getting of this, like THC, CBD. Right now, you know, and it'll be in big batches of like, you know, what I see the consumption to be very similar to alcohol, to be a huge industry. But what they'll have to do is acknowledge the fact that this plant that can grow wild, that it should be, the plant should be treated like a farm commodity, like grapes, potatoes, corn, or hops, which are raw products in the production of wine, whiskey, vodka, and beer. 
the, it, the plant itself, because you can't get stone from eating the plant. You have to, like I said, decarboxy. Really? I did not know that. No, you can't from eating the raw plant. It has to be decarbon. The THCA that I was talking about before has to be changed into THC in order to um, be able to be psychogenically effective. Does bake just naturally baking it do that? Like, because no. we used to make a cake out of a weed, yeah. and that would fuck you up hard. I mean, but not the same kind of high. It was. Uh, yeah, I got sick from it to be honest. Oh yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Like, like I'm making this medicated barbecue sauce right now, just CBD because I haven't been able to get it licensed. The THC one, but it's I use uh, isolate in it, and not that nasty ass oil that you. Uh, that you put into a crock pot. And, and I mean, I, I've been, I've been doing, I've been doing edibles since like I'm coming out with a cookbook. It's called uncle Budsy's favorite 420 or 420. I should, I've got the uh, title, but I'm going to, I've got 420 recipes and pictures of different uh, weed things. And they're not all gummies and, uh, Brown, I mean, most of it's savory stuff or, or meals. And a lot of my, uh, see, I have a company. It's called Dr. Budsy's Medicated Sauces and Condiments. <laughs> and and we make, we make uh, uh, CBD or THC and or both uh, these sauces and, the, uh, and like uh, dry rub This that has stuff. But in our barbecue restaurant, the only thing that we smoke is meat. Ah, so, uh, that's tough to put in your pipe. Yeah. Well, see, I'm uh, my, yeah. But no, when I do uh, cannabis infused barbecue dinners. But, wow. But so you it, leave there just as hungry as when you came in? Yeah, just, well, <laughs> no, you leave with a big fucking smile on your face. Uh. Because of what I want, I want everybody around me to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Perfect. Perfect yeah. segue because it's time for the happy minute. Stick with us. We're going to let in. Uh, I got to play this music right now, which you can't come and go without. Uh, uh, Kiara, meet Budsy. Budsy, meet Kiara. Hello, Budsy. Well, how are you doing, young lady? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I've uh, uh, I I could well I've been better and I have been worse and I will always say better is better. Better is right. better. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm not in jail and I'm uh, standing upright and ambulating with all the other uh, sentient beings. There you go. All right. Now, Tell me about LVCIL, uh, that, dot com. That's uh, Las Vegas Cannabis Industry and Lead, uh, Leaders. Leaders. Yeah. And it's it, that's the group that I'm uh, creating. So you've been there a year and you're already a leader in the cannabis industry there. You're, well, taking, you know, you're taking over the city. I, you know, I just want to co-mingle with other people here and us have a good time. I'm, I, I've got my restaurant, but right now it's closed. It's in downtown Las Vegas, but we're in the process of opening up a consumption lounge where we do these cannabis infused barbecue dinners. 
Okay, but the consumption lounge, can you smoke in there? Yeah, it's a consumption lounge. Wow. It's so, a, that, I mean, it's a, it's a place to come. I I have this, uh, let's see, it, it's an Indiegogo uh, campaign. It's about to run out, but I was raising some funds for us to open up like a tent area where we have a temporary until we can renovate. Because I, I have, it's in what's called the Arts District of Las Vegas. It's where all the fun is happening. Where people don't, it's the one place people don't go to gamble? No, that's right. It's, it's off the strip and it's not in the Fremont area. My, uh, the Fremont area, like my restaurant is two blocks from the Golden Nugget in downtown. Okay. It's right, it. It right across the street from the county courthouse. But if you were a local here, I'd say it's across the street from the county jail. Oh. <laughs> yeah, where, where they've had OJ when he uh, when he was oh yeah when he uh, the arm robbery for the uh, trophies and stuff yeah 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 right. that's so, a whole different crime yeah well <laughs> I, that's you know there there are levels of, of crime right. and I, and I believe in the future penal system uh, prisons so people I like who, when you say penal yeah okay. <laughs> but uh, the or penal penal that. It doesn't sound right to say P nail. Anyway, <laughs> it's, I, you know, you're right. I, I would enjoy myself. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed. And I, the, the reason, like I said, I used to be a dental surgeon. You know, I wasn't a medical doctor. If I had been a medical doctor, I probably would have been a gynecologist. <laughs> that's what most men think but, yeah, but I had a- no well i do i like i said i'm a i'm not a misogynist i love women and it's not just because i like doing things with women I like to go concerts out to eat movies but i've got my gynecologists uh, see a lot of stuff that's exactly yeah. what i was saying well hell i was i was a dental <laughs> surgeon you think you think that would be bad? No, I, 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 uh, I would think oral cavities are pretty a, gross. I know oral yeah. cavities can be pretty gross. Oh, God. But I would think being a, a gynecologist would make me gay pretty nothing, quickly. Nothing well, compared to a, a herpes infested no, vagina. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I did beg to differ. I like, I mean, I like it. You don't I mean, have to beg. You like, people like what they like. Right. Yeah, I, I have been accused of being a sex addict, though. But it's usually women that don't want to make me want to be monogamous. It's they're wanting me to settle to be celibate. Right. And the only time I've uh, ever, the only time I've ever wanted to be celibate and was successful at it was 40, 47 <laughs> months I spent in Texas prison system. Wow. Yeah, I'd want to be celibate too in that. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of people that don't want to be. You know, they're wow. they're talking about. They're talking about they're on this down low crap. I mean, you know, to me, this is my, and I don't, you know, you do what you do want to do. I mean, I don't have any problem with like gay, straight, lesbian. Like I said, I consider myself a uh, cis male lesbian. I mean, I'm not, I'm not on the Leah Thomas swim team. (laughs) In my comedy thing, I said, you think this uh, comedy stuff is difficult? You should try to go into a lesbian bar and convince the lipstick girlfriend of a female truck driver that you're uh, <laughs> Tina Peacock Smith. 
You're just here <laughs> for a few days and you're looking for some action. <laughs> and they say, you're not Jada Pinkett Smith. You're a white man <laughs> with a beard. And I said, well, you know, I will, will say you know, I'm a white Jamaican. I learned how to cook barbecue from a Jamaican fellow. But, you know, I, what, you know, I will, <clears throat> I will admit I've got a little bit of facial hair here, but it's from a high hormonal imbalance. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, and I. Now I you also, color that, don't you? Pardon me? That you color this, don't you? It's colored. It's, yeah, it, it I'm gray. Oh, no, of course, of course. I mean, somebody asked me when I used to, you know, I was, used to be a stockbroker, and so when I was a stockbroker, you know, I, <laughs> sounds I, like you, Matt. I know. That's what I was just thinking. You got more careers than I do. That's, yeah, yeah, that's unusual. And and, and <laughs> I've done, like I said, I've done a lot of things. I was like I said, I was barrister Budsey. I worked in the law library, uh, and I filed a bunch of briefs they you know when you have a white suit and a number attached to your uh, pleadings they don't even look at them so wow. yeah i should have had my case overturned because because wow. you know I, anyway this long i'm very before. interested in this consumption lounge thing though uh, because now of course you are it's your business but so rib now a person like kiara who doesn't get high but might be like really interested in barbecue because she's a, like a voracious eater she's like she's like a wild boar when it comes to eating people don't have to to get we see we have a separate packet of condiments and sauce that's what makes so they can order the uh the food from uh, Budsy's barbecue that's non infused. It's just straight family oriented, uh, you know, uh, barbecue, Texas style barbecue. It doesn't have any weed in it. And, but so they can come with people that are doing, they can be the uh, designated straight person. Or, right. You know, that, uh, hey. so, You're the designated straight person. But yeah. you hate women. You're you're a misogynist. I didn't know that misogynist meant you hate women. I thought it meant you objectify them. But I took. I thought it meant you massage them. I thought you massage were massagist. That's what, that's what. See, <laughs> in this new economy, this new economy <laughs> is going to come up where we have two hundred thousand elites. I, I, I'm going to be a pleasure concierge. That's, <laughs> that's my plan. Plan. But I'm going also going to become euthanized. Uh, you know, I'm. It's going to live 79 more years because of cannabis. Do you believe that? No, 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 not because of <laughs> but, cannabis. That's, that's a, you know, that, no, not because of cannabis. Oh. The big thing is probably going to be these stem cells. But how did you come up with 79? Because 79 is an awful, like, specific number. That's, that's, what's, what's 79? What I meant. He's going to live it's, another 79 years. Oh, I'm gonna, oh 79. I'm, plan, okay, I'm okay. planning to go, I'm planning to go. To where the optimum is uh, for a human to, they just they have so to what get. So what what is that? I'm, I, we don't know how old you are now. So seventy nine. What is the optimal age for you? 150. But for oh. rep for reptilians, it's two hundred twenty five. And and what reptilians? Reptilians. People. These. It's a different species. I know. Billy, they, they, uh, smashing I, pumpkins guy. So yeah, I'm. You know, I don't let because a lot of people say I'm crazy. 
Yeah, and, I can see why. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't have Alzheimer's. I don't have dementia. I may have brain metastases. Hell, I don't know. But I do smoke. I, right. I medicate. But I'm happy. But, you know. But the reptilians. Now, is this something you a total believer? Have you met a reptilian? Do you? Yeah, have you, yeah especially. I mean. Yeah, they're in, all in office. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that is probably true. I mean, they it's the slit of their eyes. that, And what what happens if they get stoned? And you uh, have eye contact with them, and you don't you don't blink. You just it's kind of like autism. It's in it, it, it does that. <laughs> now, yeah. Kiera, uh, you, you see you, when you see, that was a joke, uh, but it was like, okay that they they're all in office. But are you a because I know you're a flat earther. I know you believe you. Be, I believe in just about everything on the weird under the sun. Do you actually believe in the reptilians? And you don't because you're an anti-alien person, and the the reptilians no, are aliens. No, definitely, the definitely, yeah. I I definitely wouldn't put it past these politicians and elites to be blood sucking uh, something. Right. Yeah. But, you know. see, the the thing about reptilians, they they don't act on emotions. They they're more logical. They're more logical. But, you know, that the thing I tell people, I was talking to somebody last night. I said, you know, humans want to be monogamous. They really want to be monogamous, but they but it usually doesn't work out. But reptilians, they don't even want to be monogamous. They want to go out and fuck anything and everything. I might be reptilian. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. know. Yeah. And there's not. <laughs> I tell you, yes, the other day I was sitting on my porch. And I saw the, these birds, and I posted this up on Facebook, but these birds, they were invited to dinner, and five minutes later, they were fucking. And so, but but humans don't do that. I mean, there's a, you know, but it's like... <laughs> Some of the shit that I say, I have been accused. I mean, accused. I, like, I like it living here in Las Vegas because I. Just, what did What did they have for dinners? Bird seeds, or do they have cannabis infused steak? No, they were. They were. No, birds they aren't were, real. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say that. They were. They were down there eating, eating, eating worms and seeds, whatever, just pick picking around. But, but you know, I think, I think that's. That's the this really banal uh, interaction, the sexual interaction. And I, you know, I, I believe as a sentient being, as a human, that the uh, community, the sexual act is one of the most uh, intense communication between beings. It's it's really communication, but you have to be with someone that you want to be with. And I, right. you know, this random, like, you know, since, yeah, I, well, since I've been here. I just want, I'm like, I treat it like a, like most misogynists do. And, and yeah. basically that is like a, like a car. Uh, you get a new uh, one, you get a new one every 10 years or so. Or five oh years my gosh. So. What? That's terrible. That's bad. Terrible. That's terrible. You would do the same with with oh no, you don't like young men. You like old men, but you'd get a new used car every five years. Then no, 
Well, you know, like old right. jalopies. You like old jalopies, classic hot rods. Yeah, I like my yeah. my la my last girlfriend, and I think she's actually going to come back here for a week. Uh, here, she's you know she's telling me that she loves me, and I, and I oh it was a weird thing. She's she is crazy. She is fucking crazy. She's borderline personality disorder. Wow. So yeah, I and, I, and I should, I, I love her. God, you know, and, but she's, she's my mission mate here on this planet. I was sent here on a mission from God, the general over director. <laughs> on, on, the, on, on the planet from the planet, uh, Nirvana, where oh. God's a big, like a big supercomputer. Like it's logical. And it's binary logic. And it never, it's a self-correcting supercomputer, has unlimited resources, controls everything in that solar system. And, and, and Kevin said this was about to go in, man. Imagine that. Uh, that's funny. No, it's serious. Do you believe all this stuff or are you just pulling my leg on all this stuff? Uh, well, it's it's my it's my uh fantasy. Religion? Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of. I I'm the pastor of this Church of the Eternal Erection. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I got a question for you now. When you were a dental surgeon, <laughs> was I have... was I like this? No, this is. I, when no, I was... Yeah, exactly. That were well, you like this, and did you have access to the anesthesia? <laughs> no, I was. No. I was completely. I'd been when the guy died in my office. I was completely clean and sober. For a year, but oh, I was, but I was in Scientology then. Oh my God, that's I got, dangerous! I got excommunicated from there. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, well, I guess they're trying to keep trying to get me back, and I said, "No, not you're not for me." It's oh. like Scientology. Oh, we I had met, our thing; it didn't work out. Yeah, I I met Allie Kirsty, her husband uh, Parker Stevenson, uh, John Travolta, and uh, Tom Cruise one night. Let's talk, talk to them. They're really nice guys, but I mean, they're the reason for their success is their thought processes. They're more confident in what, in what they're doing because they go through this uh, weird ass therapy. Well, but, I, I got to say goodbye to Govs. Give him, give me one second to say goodbye to Govs. Say goodbye, goodbye to Govs. And I bet you the people on Govs are like, wow, I really wanted to hang out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, where were we? Oh, Scientology, and they're, they're, the reason that Tom Cruise is a cocky son of a bitch. But I thought uh, yeah. um, him and Travolta really didn't get along. And there's all sorts of, you know, I know people who were in in that cult, and they they say they were harassed completely. I had a uh, ex girlfriend from uh, mm -hmm. college who contacted me who said that they were watching her every move, and I shouldn't contact her anymore because now they're watching me too, and all uh, yeah. a lot of paranoia. Yeah, they, a lot. See, the original guy that uh, this L. Ron Hubbard, and when when the guy died in my office, my office manager was his personal. And then his personal. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, it just when you said when the guy died in my office, the change on her face was perfect. <laughs> but, no, but, but what happened? Uh, my uh, one of my office managers was had been l ron hubbard's personal uh assistant and did all, all this stuff. and so it, anyway it was 
I was being recruited for this hierarchy in that organization because at the time I was a Republican in uh, in the city. I was part of the Chamber of Commerce. I, you know, I was somebody in Tarrant County, and I went from this to, you know, like I said, life's been better, life's been worse. So I, I went down, but I came back up and became a stockbroker slash investment banker. <laughs> And then I got into the internet suck because I, I, what I was saying is this internet shit is going to be soft. This is back in 93, 94 before the, the before a, a, uh, windows 95 and before AOL and all, well, that's when AOL was just getting yeah. started. You'll see, I, I met Mark Cuban. We were going to do a joint venture with him. You like, you're like uh, what, that um, Woody Allen uh, character who was in every, every little piece of history and connected to everybody. <laughs> I, I, you know, people hear this, like, yeah, I, like I think about all the different shit that, that I've been through and been involved in. And this is therapy for me, though, to get it out. You know, I. Uh, well, you, I'll send you a bill. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm the doctor. Oh, well, you said it was therapy for you to get it out. So yeah. uh, I missed it. I missed it. Oh. I mean, most most psychologists and psychologists, uh, psychiatrists, they get into their field because they're fucked up in the head, and they're trying That's to figure true. out figure out you know how they. So I mean, all my. I mean, I was, I used to do that uh, Scientology therapy stuff, be the one to deliver it. Yeah. And they have that machine that, uh, yeah. what, what do they call it? They're doing I that saw all that machine in the e meter or something. It's an e meter. And what it does is like the Scalvonic uh, thing. Go, and it's, it is real You because it's so t attuned to a high, like very, very calibrated. And you can, like, the difference because of nervous uh, impulses, it's, kind of, it's like a lie detector test or a lie detector. And, and when you find the, the lie, they call it a withhold, you relive that experience until you get flat on the uh, experience. And this experience, this experience that you had in your past, and you know, some people even, they may uh, believe that it's past lives. People people say, why can't I, you know, if a past lives is a real thing, why can't I remember it? Well, you have very magical powers because you made a complete mute out of uh, Kiara. She can't speak anymore. She's like, she's, she's <laughs> literally speechless for the rest of her life. She's going to be speechless. like. <laughs> speechless. I, and some, some people say, uh, I should be speechless. You know, I <laughs> Did I, I was did I tell you about being having dementia? I forget no. if I even said. No. I, you know, I don't have uh, dementia. I don't have Alzheimer's. How do you know? I've been died. Right. Died. Well, how, do, how does anybody know they don't I've have dementia? I got dementia. I got dementia. I torment everybody around me, <laughs> especially all my ex-wives. You know, women can't live with me probably more than about three to four days before, you know, now, how many how many ex-wives ha have huh? well if you count the bigamy and the common law because in, in texas <laughs> if you live with a woman in portland <laughs> if you live with a man uh it's that's very big you know, of me. I've, been, I've been married and divorced uh six times <laughs> okay you know, I, I had to break i had to have one of my crazy 
uh, bitch ex-wives because she was crazy. She was she had bipolar. She was bipolar and she flipped right into schizophrenia when she she got back on or got on to. Uh, I could see man. that happening. Yeah, she, I, I can almost a, feel it happening. Yeah, she was. He was a. Uh, oh, you know, she she would see these demons up in the corner of the room, and and she told me she she said they were telling her kill him, kill him, kill him, and then five minutes later she brings me a cup of coffee, uh-huh. and I say, oh shit, you know. Well, it wasn't a machete, at least. I because uh, yeah. um, I have a friend whose ex-wife used to sleep with a machete and was and told him she would use it on him, and uh, we had no doubt she would. She would. Oh yeah, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I in something I gravitate to crazy bitches. Oh no, say it isn't true. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there, and that's you know, you part, think- part of one of my skits on. That I say, you know, say, what is it about crazy bitches? You know, you know, yeah, you know, I really like. I mean, the reason and see, uh, it's always that crazy bitch is attached to good pussy. <laughs> well, here we go again. Um, and I, you know, this comes back to it's not always good, but um, well, why I would me. not want to be a guy. Yeah, I, I we we established that, but I would not want to be a gynecologist, and and uh, I. This was pointed out to me when I was a young man because I, I used to say that all the time. And oh, well, an older woman said to me, you know, you're going to see some things that are going to make you not want to ever uh, order that again. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you I, the thing is, when I, gr- I grew up in the 60s and 70s and STDs back then, you could cure with antibiotics. Right. And, and now you can catch one of these viruses like, you know, I've had coronavirus myself four times now. Me too. And I've had uh, the. I'm on my, getting ready to take my fourth or my second booster. So, but I think the, this this toxic vaccine. <laughs> Wait, you had it four times. Yeah. Obviously, it's person. not working. Well, you know, it's it's a. This is a a really bad bad virus. I mean, it's uh, it's Darwinian in nature. It's designed to eliminate. Is it, rep- is it reptile? No. Is it a reptilian? Uh, reptilian virus. It, it may be. I think it. The reptiles have developed a certain. You know, they're they're not. They're kind of immune. They can be carriers, but they're immune to these uh, human viruses like herpes. Her. That's why she's got that weird shaped face. She's it's, reptilian. It's, she never had. She's never had the. Oh. She never had the virus. She's immune to it. She's a reptile. And she's quiet. So she's getting ready to kill us. She's, what's happening is she's thinking about the tongue's <laughs> going to come out and we're like going to be like flies and she's going to grab us right off the screen. Hey, anything's possible in the 26 different physical dimensions and the two time dimensions. See, when you said oh, oh, you, that you were attracted There's to... There's only two time dimensions, though? Yeah, well, there's there's a linear timeline forward that we exist in here on this planet, like we're here now, right? But but then is now, and now no, no, not then. Right. Now is then, and that's that right. linear time. But like Einstein, yeah, you know, he has that relative time. Like you, like you can arch over into uh, forward or backward. 
Okay. And, and, and it's a different, yeah, I'm not an astrophysicist. We, I mean, we figured that out. Yeah. The, <laughs> these ask these people that are these, <laughs> these, these astrophysicists that, uh, you know, are a lot smarter than me or, you know, I, they have tested my IQ and they said that <laughs> it was like 167 or something like that. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, you know, and I've had a lot of life experience a lot, of education, a lot of useless education because now I cook barbecue. Well, I hope I've, you're I've taken the the, uh, the brain the brain test as well, where you had to put the little blocks in uh-huh. the triangle. Yep. Yeah. How'd so, you do? You know. Did they figure out you had a brain, or or were you whistling? Well, see, see, it, it, they they say that humans only use. Uh, you know, ten percent. Ten percent of their brain. Right. I thought it was yeah. eight. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you want? So you can get rid of the rest. You can just like slice off. Is that you know dolphins? Dolphins don't ever sleep. They just turn off half of their brain. Did you know hmm. that? They're always I, awake. I think I've heard that. I think I've heard that. But like I said, in the twenty-six different physical dimensions and two time dimensions, anything is possible. Anything twenty six different, and, and so these conspiracy theories about this and that. I didn't believe this pandemic thing was going to. I thought, no, nah, that, that's not going to happen. So I bet I, I believe that it wasn't. It was plausible, but it wasn't probable. And so I didn't follow the direction of. of you didn't follow the directions. Yeah, about what was going to happen. Right. Be, you know, financially. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I thought the economy, like from a financial analyst standpoint, I thought the economy, if if Trump became president this last time, that the, that we would go into, we'd still, I, I didn't think we were going to have a civil war. But I thought if Biden became, and I do think we're probably here in this country going to in, the urban violence, everything, the UNN is probably going to call in the Chinese and the Russians to quell, to quell the internal violence in the in on the, in urban areas here. And we're gonna have a civil war. And- I gotta say, man, whatever was in that pipe you were smoking this morning, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta get some of that. I gotta, I gotta get this, some of that. It's, it's, this, <laughs> Looks like Aladdin's lamp. No, I'm I'm a high, I'm a highly functional stoner. Yeah, but functional. before I mean, when you said that you were attract you you attract crazy women, I was like, uh, I think it's mutual, but <laughs> the crazy women. Well, they're yeah. a lot of fun. You know, I I have been like I said, I've been married and divorced, and I grew up in the '60s and '70s, and all my ex-wives said, you know. They may not be able to handle me all the time. But, <laughs> no, but, really? but I have stuck. been the most. I have been the most fun they've ever had in life. Uh, I will no. say you're a very interesting person. Without yeah, a doubt. and so and so I'm. I'm still look. I'm looking right now for an, another female dab partner, uh, companion, to live life with me. One to two. My, my preference is to have. My preference is to have, uh, one, uh, like, be in a monogamous relationship with two hot cis bisexual females that prefer females. That you know, because uh, you know, I I will 
have a heterosexual woman that likes dick. But I think if I'm not around, if I'm not around, what dick's going to be? Because now it's not my place to tell a woman what she can and can't do. But what I want is to be with a woman or women that want to make me want to be monogamous. Gotcha. I, want, I want to, you know, that's what I want. Yeah. Am I going to get it? But in this polyamorous shit, uh, yeah. Polyamorous, yeah. No, I, I get it. Now, so this has been a uh, an hour long personal ad for you to to score. So if we if you got <laughs> if you got two hot women that want to be monogamous with you and want to get in touch with you and mm-hmm. and and come out to Las Vegas and uh, be barbecue and get stoned, how do they get in touch with you through uh, the well, LBCIL? No, 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 no. That's a that's a business thing. I'm I'm Budsy. The comedian, Budsy comedian on Facebook. Uh, I'm Budsy, I think on Instagram. And uh, like, oh, I was in, a, I'm going to it tonight. There's a um, uh, open mic. It's a place called Ochitai. And they gave me crap. <laughs> like, but I love, I really like the thing. It's run by a guy named Ty Rivera. He's, uh, he says he's the best, he's a, a friend of mine. I haven't ever had sex with him because I'm, I like, I like. I don't have sex with most of my friends either, so that's cool. (laughs) But, well, like I said, (laughs) and I don't have, I don't have sex with employees. You know, I, I I think, you know, you know, and you know, you don't, well, and, but I said, women asked me for a job and I said, well, I'm not the one that does the hiring, but I hired the guy that does the hiring. What I'm looking for is a girlfriend and I don't find a problem with getting a job for my girlfriend slash wife. I think, you know, that's not. And so I'm not telling them that, you know, because it's illegal to try to take, turn your employee into your girlfriend, but it's just kind of preferential. It's kind of like nepotism, preferential treatment to, give a job to your girlfriend hmm. and the, the, the job, is kind of, the job is kind to, of, be, yeah. to be my uh, female companion. So, <laughs> and, and have to put up with my bullshit. Well, so, I appreciate you coming here today and sharing uh, whatever this was. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, yeah. Well, and no, getting it, up early to be with us and you're a real trooper and I appreciate that. And I hope people will check out your uh, Facebook page and your business lounge and your barbecue place and all that yeah, stuff. And I'm selling uh, cannabis infused barbecue sauce. You can order it online. It'll be at uh, cool. Dr. I'm into that. drbudsy.com. Drbudsy.com. Budsy, thank you for being here today. It's been a blast. Uh, I have to <laughs> let you go now. Thanks. Bye for now. Budsy, folks, uh, pretty, pretty wild stuff there, no? Yes, I just have keep, to, let me just you, sit here for a minute. You got <laughs> recovery. Uh, I don't know. Um, was it crack in the pipe? No, it was. Um, uh, it's like the extract. What that? Whatever they call the extract. The high potency THC. The dab. I don't think that it would, what was ever in the pipe really made a difference. He's a very. Um, was it Adderall? Or cocaine? <laughs> no, I think it was just reefer. He said he was straight for a couple of years, but um, very colorful past, 
Uh, you missed the part about because I saw your face when he said when the person died in this in this chair. He was a uh, oral surgeon and somebody died in this chair, and that's what he went to prison for manslaughter, okay. involuntary manslaughter. Okay. Wow. Right. That was that was probably more inmanish than inman. Uh, that you know. One of the more unusual guests. I've never listened to Inman before. I think I'm going to have to, so I could just see what we're. Oh well, Inman is Inman is that all over the map, but he does it generally shouting, very loud, very in your face, very obnoxious. At least you know. But this did seem to be a personal ad uh, for for. That was one of the most unpleasant guests we've ever had. And I really need to cleanse from that. I need really? to take it like a like the bidet up the ass <laughs> until it comes out of my mouth. Nice shower, <laughs> prayers. <laughs> I think Kevin and and Mike Shavola felt the same way. Uh, unfortunately, that happened sometimes. I don't know. I'm pleasant. I I thought it was. <laughs> I felt like. I felt like punching him through the screen, and I was trying to with my eyes. Really? Like this. Why? Are we making you angry? Uh, the more I think about him, the angrier I get. Really? Yeah. Like, what got you? I mean, to me... he I don't know. He just Maybe he was just uh, high on crack, so we'll give him another chance. Oh, you know, no, in like 27 years from now. We'll yeah, give him another chance. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Well, that's good. At least you said it. <laughs> well, Guile's coming back next week. You like Guile? I like Guile. <laughs> Tomorrow, I have another uh, Las Vegas comedian on. Uh, but okay. I think you'll like this one, Blair Burns. We have Does he female. dab? No, it's not a he. It's a she. Blair, Blair Burns. So I don't get a lot of female comedians. So I, I'm looking forward to this because I, I think they're un, unrep, underrepresented. In, in media and so i like to give as much uh opportunity for for female comedians to come on as possible and i think i think tomorrow's gonna be uh, i'm a female comedian it'll make you feel better you are I'm pretty funny yeah. yeah well that line about sticking a bidet up your ass till it comes out of your mouth is pretty was pretty funny that i tell like, jokes yeah yep. that's not exactly a joke i'm a a uh proficient in jokeology I went into the little machine and it measured my past wavelengths. Well, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I found them very interesting. Very. Uh, I mean, I- I'm a little alarmed. That... <laughs> Me too. That he's he's running around. Uh... Well, I'm a, I'm alarmed. Oh, a couple of things that I, I heard myself in him a couple of times because every every time he started talking about a past uh, job, that yes, he had, I went, yes. oh, it sounds a little like me. I hope people don't think I'm like that. Fucking nuts. His his face shape. <laughs> he had the the same face shape too. Yeah, he looked a little like Breaking, alarming. Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. If I had a goatee and took the glasses off, probably could pass for his double. That's scary. I know. I'll never look at you the myself. same way again. I'll never look at myself the same way again. I almost want to <laughs> just go black here, like take me out of the picture and just do this. Okay, that's better. Wow. Now- <laughs> that's scary. I don't like that. Yeah, I know. That's scary. 
Well, do you like this any better? You don't like this any better? I should. I'd rather see that than stare at myself, like you know, right in the face. Right. So uh, tonight on my show, uh, because it's just striking me now how many people we've had on this show who've actually been to prison, (sighs) and tonight's program is about. Uh, a guy who went from uh, prison to PhD. He's a now oh, he's a I saw that ad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but the number of people who've actually been on the program—it's alarming how many people have actually been to prison who've been on this show. Mm. Uh, Mike Chavo's got a comment here. He says he was like a bad horror movie. I want to turn it off, but I had to keep watching. Like, yeah, like a train That's wreck. That's how you I can't... felt. I wanted to like excuse myself for a while, but I couldn't look away. <laughs> Like, I couldn't well, my, even get up because you thought you, I might get killed while you were away. I, I yeah, he might have not even been in Vegas. He might have been in your backyard. Right. Well, we know, you know, it was a little scary. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, we don't even want to bother with happy news. We just want to say goodbye and and let me go and you let you go and go have a life and a day. You want to end on a good note? I have. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you got something on a good note, oof. that would be good. All right, let's start out with uh, our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> uh, hallowed be thy name. We actually had that happen at a gig once, but go ahead. Um, no, I'm not joking. Uh, okay. Uh, w- oh, no, we did that one. Gator, food. Okay. This one's pretty cool. All right. This is also, I like Good News Network. They should sponsor us, by the way. They have nice, happy news. Um this is a, about a map that shows where locals can find and pick wild food for free. I thought this was pretty cool. That um, is good. People suffering with the cost of living crisis are being offered help. A map which shows them where they can find and pick free wild food. The community food support map shows people where food can be foraged from vegan bacon uh, to flower that. heads that can be used to make puddings. Oh, based in Cornwall. Cornwall, Where the hell is Cornwall? In the UK. The UK? Yeah. It's always in the UK. They must be based in the UK. The Social Enterprise Family Foraging Kitchen created the map as a valuable resource for all and a way to offset the rising cost of living. Yeah, I saw in the UK they were also um, trying to uh, have open lots be made into to farms, which would be... Well, this was giving me an idea as yeah. you were reading this thing. I have I have a lot of land here that's not being used. I could offer it to people to have gardens. You know, you can have That'd a nice. 20 foot by 10 foot spot. Each, you know, I don't know how many of those I can give away, but I can tell people you can come here. If you don't have land, grow your garden in my yard. You can come here and get your free food. And, you know, That's, I was about to invest in um, the Arboretum down the block. They had shares where you could, they, they actually plant for you, but it was very expensive. I'm thinking but, of finding a, a plot of land and getting the, um, the greenhouse, you know, the one that you could assemble yourself, right? you know, and just grow all year long. I'd have to find land, though, because you can't do it here in my complex. You could do it here. Yeah, I'll give you a piece of land. We could just... Can I assemble my greenhouse? Yes. Yeah. On your land? Yes. Oh, cool. The You'd only, have to help me the only challenge it. here is keeping, <laughs> keeping the deers out, but a greenhouse would do that. But yeah. the deer are, are definitely a problem for growing stuff out in the out in the yard but as you vegan bacon yeah i don't i don't understand what that was 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, vegan bacon. So it's a plant-based stuff that is supposed to mimic bacon. Listen, you either eat bacon or you're a vegan. Vegan. You don't. There's no. There's no trying to make right. believe you're a meat eater if you're a vegan. First of all, and you right. either love bacon and you appreciate right. bacon, bacon for what it is—a pig's ass, right? Right. Or you don't. Or pig's belly, whatever it is. I had a vegan coworker, and she would make um, cauliflower or mushroom burgers, but it would mimic meat. So they had beet juice to mimic the blood when you bite into it. So what was the point of being vegan? That is crazy, man. I think she was a newly she was a newly found vegan. She had eaten meat her whole life, and then as soon as she became vegan she wanted everyone in the office to be vegan and would yell at us and and you know say how dare you feed your children eggs and i said well chickens are gonna push out eggs no matter what right so we should might as well eat them not, you know they're it would be a waste it would be a waste, be a waste not to wouldn't it right and and the honey i put in my tea how dare i steal the honey from the bees oh my god that's a little drastic don't i mean think? we Animals and humans live in this, you know, what is it, symbiotic relationship with each other, right? We help each other out. I mean, you know, I take the bee's honey so he can make more. I take right. the chicken's eggs so it doesn't rot on the floor. Another poem. I know. You are so, you're like, oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, Just yeah. call me Dr. Seuss Jr. <laughs> but look at that. Yeah, uh, you know, the whole vegan stuff. I, I, I'm not for telling people what they can eat, what they can't eat. Everybody do whatever but they want. As long as you. you're not eating babies, if you're not a cannibal, you know, if you're not or a eat- politician or a celebrity. A, a lizard. Or a li- repti- yes. Repti- now, come on. Do, do you, uh, cause the reptilian thing, I know you're not alien. You're, you're, you're not big on the alien stuff There's I definitely think there were, evil evil people that are pretending to be human but the reptilian it. thing is oh look rib- blue jay what what is it a blue jay oh um see something okay. the reptilian yes. the reptilian stuff comes from aliens i think that the reptilians are supposed to be aliens that are living no they could them. be snake like evil beings in human skin i and you yeah. believe that do you, I've do, dated do, a couple. Yeah, definitely. Come on. Definitely. I want to be a, 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 just a little bit serious here. Do I've you been married to a couple. I've been married oh, to a reptile. You're lying. He only, he only came out at night. Me. You're just fucking with me, and I don't like it. I want to know. I want <laughs> to know. How does it make you, you feel? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> feels like I got monkeypox. <laughs> I knew we were gonna go there. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, I guess we can say goodbye. I'm um, going to uh, stare at this blue jay and appreciate what God has given us. What is going on? You itchy. I got monkeypox all of a sudden. Every time I, you can't say the word monkeypox without me thinking I got monkeypox. It's all in my head. Oh my See, gosh. my my brother first told me that monkeypox was came from a gay bathhouse. And then I read an yeah, article. That's what I heard. That it was from. But it, then I read an article that said, "No, it's not from gay bathhouses. You can get it from just being close to, uh, in proximity to anybody who has it." Well, I read it started as a like an STD from anal sex, like AIDS. Yeah. 
anal analage. What? Anal All leakage. Right. Anal <laughs> fluids. <laughs> Speaking of anal fluids. Well, have a good bidet. Uh, I am going to have a good bidet. I'm going to have a great <laughs> cleanse. I'm going to put that dial way up high. Oh, yeah. just, just cleanse out the bad uh, juju All here. Right. A buddy is contacting me on uh, Facebook. He wants to know if we can review this somewhere. So uh, I'm going to have to send him a link where he, you said you wanted to punch him in the throat. Wait, he wants to review it? Yes. What's that mean? He wants to watch it. He wants to he, so <laughs> You don't have to edit it out. I'll, I'm I'm proud to say I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> uh oh. Namaste. <laughs> All right. Well, you know where you can find him. Go to Las Vegas and find the barbecue cannabis. That is the one restaurant like. I will never eat at. By the way, I don't want to have that high. I don't want to be tripping balls talking about everything under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only one one restaurant in America where she will never eat at, and that that's the one. All right, I'm letting you go. Have a great day. Uh, see you. Bye for now. Goodbye. Just want to take me out of the picture, man. Uh, well, this was an interesting episode of uh, Coffee with the Dog. Maybe one for the books. Um, tomorrow, Blair Burns will be with me. Tonight, um, Stanley Andres, uh, PhD, will be with me. And we'll be talking about going from prison to becoming an academic. And not just an academic, but a highly respected ac academic. Uh, so uh, that's, that's, that's the show for today. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for coming. Mike saying, Kiara is uh, starting to sound like Budsy. Budsley. <laughs> Budsley. Oh, anyway. Um, thanks for coming here today. Thanks for putting up with this. I uh, understand this was not um, your run-of-the-mill coffee with the dog, but you never know what to expect. That's that's one of the good things about this program. Uh, so just remember to start your day by turning on the radio. I think we scared quite a few people away. Uh, always remember to turn on your radio. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 